1: is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick, and the strong, and the deadly can survive.
2: This place
1: is no place for civilized man. I want
0: in the guts, Barry. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Okay. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and together? you go through that doorway to the greatest bit of guts in the world. The yards of highly chested. Good morning. This is Annie for uh, 3CR's Focus on Australian Film and Filmmakers. And today we're going to be have well, well we're going to highlight a film called Zack's Ceremony uh, through an interview that I did with uh, the r- director and editor and the inspiration, the person who got the ball rolling. So the uh, director and uh, editor is Peter, oh, sorry, Aaron Peterson not to be confused with Aaron Pedersen, the actor, but Aaron Pedersen and uh, Alex Dumaji. Now, you might know Alex Dumaji as a wonderful radio man from Sydney, Koori Radio, or as a boxer, you know, a lightweight champion uh, boxer. Um, in fact, I, I've Looking at him, I thought, I can remember him seeing this man's face because it was on the big posters all over the town, you know, when they have bouts, special bouts. But anyway, the film is actually about his uh, son, Zach, and his journey from uh, boyhood to uh, initiation and uh, movement towards uh, manhood. And uh, also, of course, it's about a whole lot of other things as well. It's about how... Uh, Kuris, uh Aboriginal people, my, men, uh, deal with uh, urban life and country and uh, going from boyhood to manhood. It's a fascinating, absolutely fascinating film and I got to see it uh, earlier this week and the audience was packed and uh, people gave it a rousing clap at the end. So it was really worth going to see. It's always worth going to see more stuff about uh, Aboriginal Australia from the Aboriginal Australians' point of view and uh, so I got to I was lucky enough to have a chat with uh, Alex Domiji and uh, Aaron Peterson so let's go Well congratulations on your film Tell me, why? how did it come about? Uh, Aaron, you're, uh, you you both uh, have collaborated on this. Do you want to talk? First yeah, look,
1: Alex? It, uh, it was a, a, an idea that I had. I guess a dream of mine from a, from a very young age. I wanted to make a film that was going to, I guess, show the beauty of Indigenous culture and, and, and show the importance of initiation ceremonies within our, I guess, uh, uh, a, a tribal uh, sort of life. And why it's important for us to uh, keep those uh, traditions alive. But um, it evolved over the years. It, it evolved into a father-son story, and it became what it is today: exact ceremony. But um, there was a long, long process. You know, I met Aaron doing a, doing another uh, a show um, back in 2009, and we became production partners, and you know, come on board and decided to.
0: So you've got a fair amount of experience. You say you're a radio man, but are you a film man as well?
1: No, I, I fell into film because uh, I, I, I love telling stories, and, and I, you know, my whole background is in radio. But uh, when I, was, I moved down to Brisbane in 2001, 2003, uh, uh, I was there for a few years working with 989FM and uh, you know legendary Aboriginal radio guy, um, Tiger Bales. And then I decided I want to start doing film and, and maybe do some acting as well. But uh, this documentary has always been in the back of my mind to to um, go off and film and, and shoot. And um, I just had to get the right people around me, get a good team, a uh, good, uh, I guess, um, professional team that was going to elevate the film to where it is now and make sure that it, it had the, the platform and, and, and the uh, – uh, um, look that it has because you know if I just kept running around with a little handy cam, it wouldn't wouldn't have taken on the epic sort of cinematic film that it's become
0: yeah well uh, uh uh Aaron you you uh shot it as you did some of the shooting but you're the director and the uh, uh editor correct yeah. uh and it's over six years. Is it? I've read I've number yeah, I've look, read it a number of times. One said ten, one said five, one said ten, five, well, one six. Said six yeah. Well, you said it, in it, the film six.
1: It's well, it's, it's ten because I started shooting it in two thousand nine, and a lot of the footage uh, in the film was from early days, like the, the, you know the first scenes yeah, yeah. Are when he's only six and seven. Um, and then a lot of stuff you know didn't make the film. We had four hundred hours of footage. So, well, it's going to actually. So we did shoot it over ten years. Yep. Um, most of the the lifespan of Zach in the film would be around six seven years, like uh, probably. But but some of the early footage is is of him when he's six and seven. So, mm. you know. Um, for me, it was even longer. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen years or something. No, no, which. but it, it's sort of.
0: It's actually uh, we'll go back to the uh, core of the film, what it's about in terms of culture, as well as personal. But it does have a kind of a um, similarity to the Richard Linklaker film. I mean, in terms of you know the concept of boyhood. I remember seeing that Richard uh, Richard Linklater film, Boy. Boy, Boy thinking, well, it depends on which boyhood you're talking about. So <laughs> I was really quite pleased to see Zach's ceremony because it actually is bringing to life a completely different boyhood, isn't it?
1: Well, it, it, it is, and it, it shows a you know boyhood going into manhood, yeah, basically. Um, and Aaron and I spoke about this. Remember when we first saw Boyhood come out? And yeah. I'm, I'm a big um, Ethan Hawke fan. I, I love Ethan Hawke. In fact, Zach's second name is Ethan <laughs> after Spooky. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I, I, I told someone this the other day, and they didn't believe me. I said, yeah, I actually wanted to name him Ethan, but his his mother and I had an argument about it, and she won, and she got Zach, so I got the second name, which was <laughs> Ethan, and that was because I fell in love with him in, in reality bites. But anyway, I digress. Back to our little project. And uh, But is know, that
0: was that something that was in your mind? Is that how you... Were you thinking of that kind of idea? Because six years is a long time. Ten years is a we, long time. We
1: started out with this film and we, and we wanted to shoot it and show, you know, the reality of what we are going through. And we wanted to tell it through the eyes of Zach so that we could break down those barriers and those walls that are normally put up when you're trying to say the things that we're saying in the film.
0: Oh, you're, you're a terrifying father because in actual fact, I mean, <laughs> uh, how did Zach feel about this?
1: You might have to ask him that one. I'm not around. <laughs> he asks Aaron. Aaron will know that one. Mm-hmm.
2: Aaron? Oh, look, Zach. Uh, Zach has a lot of um, admiration for his father. You know, he's uh, he's always oh, lived clear in, in the film. Yeah, he's always lived um, in in Alex's shadow right up until he sort of hit that teenage years. And once he hit those teenage years, he started finding uh, his own feet and his own path. And uh, which and, is
0: natural. normal, and natural.
2: It is normal and natural. Yeah, and you know, uh, speaking about how long we filmed it, we had to make sure that. Um, we didn't want to just capture like two or three years uh, and see it play out. We needed to see a boy grow up on the screen and not, not just a boy grow up on the screen. Also the relationship between um, Alec and Zach um, develop through those um, tumulus, uh turbulence, sorry, um, teenage years. So yeah, it was really important that we had that longitudinal approach to it. And um, you know, just uh then captured the, the linear path of of Zach going from six to sixteen basically.
1: And but, and uh, when Boyhood first came out, we we got we got a little bit upset because we were like, Oh no, someone's gonna make us at the post someone's pipped us at the post. But then we looked at it as an advantage because now people are referencing our film to this Academy Award-winning film, Boyhood, which we're like... Well, we're the
2: real boy, Well, like. the, They're saying we're <laughs> the
1: real boy we like, sweet, thank you, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much.
0: No, I think it was really interesting because I was... I mean, it's not a bad film or anything, but I just thought it's very pompous of them to think that they're representing all boys from all places, and uh, even within their own framework. So it was sort of fascinating. Um, it's, it's great to see uh, poignant moments for yourself in country, and then uh, how that relates to making your mark in the world, which is what you were doing when you went to Sydney, right, or Brisbane, Sydney. Yes. Yeah. That's a big deal. This yes. film really captures this.
1: Yes, and, I, and and it's important that you see this because I think um, a lot of the perception of who Indigenous people are are uh, 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 totally... Uh, um, uh, uh, a fabrication of one stereotype because this film takes it and flips it on its head and it shows you everything that we are and what we're about and why it's important to do what we're doing and the struggles that we have um, you know, and and me as a father, and and you know, as a as an uncle and a friend, and as a husband and all the rest of it, and you know, f- chasing my dreams and following my career, um, you know, that was a hard and hard struggle for myself. But I guess just with um, uh, um, you know drive and passion and being consistent in my action, I, I I kept moving forward. And every time I'd get to an obstacle, I'd use that as a as a I guess as a lesson to learn to how how not to do it or to go back and and have another go at it. And I learned over the years that if I get good people around me and get a good team um, together, we certainly can make some really meaningful changes and make something beautiful. And that's what we've done here. With Zach ceremony, I've got a good team around me. You know, Aaron. When I got when Aaron came on board, he brought a whole wealth of experience and a whole another world to what I was trying to tell with the story. You know, when Sarah Linton came on board, our producer, she brought uh, you know a different string to the bow, and she had that I guess feminine touch because Aaron and I would be button heads, and she'd come in and pull us apart. Come on, boys, settle down. We've got a story to tell here.
0: No, yeah, but what, well, what would you fight about? What were you oh, fighting about?
2: Little uh, yeah, just um, little things. I mean, we didn't really fight that much. No, but no,
0: but, yeah, it, it's fair. I mean, in conflict, you get results. So Yeah, I mean, look,
2: it? it was just, uh, what were we fighting about? I can't remember. Uh, sometimes
1: we'd, we'd, we'd fight over where we're going to film next or, or, which, or, or yeah. which location I wanted you to be at or... Yeah. Um, you know, in the editing room, we certainly pulled each other's hair out because <laughs> we had 400 hours of, of footage. And, you know, I wanted the story to say this, this, and this. And the narrative would go in one way and, and how we were going with it. So it was a – you know, it was, it was certainly um, – Aaron and I, our creative juices really flowed once we went into the, to yeah. the editing suite later. And, and I had to, you know, give Aaron some control at certain points because, um, you know, there's parts of the story that I probably felt a little bit – and I wouldn't say a shame, but I was a little bit nervous about showing that up on the screen because it was – It's very personal. It's very, very personal. personal. Very, you know, some of the things we're still dealing with today. I mean, you know, the issues with me and my mum that I've I've gone through personally and, uh, you know, my background. Um, And there's some really um, touching moments that still rip at my heartstrings with my son Zach in the film. That um, I said, you know, I remember one day in the editing room, I said, Aaron, take that out of the film. I can't have that in there. I don't want my. (laughs) And he said, mate, it has to stay in it's. And anyway, I walked away and left it for a week. And I said, if it's still there after a week, it can stay. And he left it in. (laughs) But it was important in the film. It was a big part. Very, very big part of the film. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name is JJ. I'm the cultural director of Tana, and you're on the ZAR.
0: Yes, you are. You're on 3CR. And uh, we're talking to Alex Domiji and uh, Aaron Pedersen. No Peterson, who are the a part of the creative team uh driving zach's ceremony now Zach's ceremony is a nova exclusive nova in Carlton it's got a sell out uh screening tonight, but uh you're quite welcome to go and buy a ticket to see it because there's a season going on at Nova over the next a week or so, and uh there's uh screenings from uh 10.20am, 2pm and 6.30pm, perfect. You can you can put it in your book. It's really worth seeing. As I said, the uh, other day when it was on, there was a standing ovation. And uh, let's go into the second part. You're on Showreel with Annie on 3CR. You said 400 uh, hours of footage. Yeah,
2: 450 hours worth of footage yeah. by the time I got to post. Yeah. yeah,
0: which is pretty extraordinary. How did you construct it? What were you thinking?
2: Uh, in the beginning, we um, obviously <laughs> bombarded with that much footage. We really didn't know exactly how we were going to approach it. So we started grouping things together into themes because obviously there's a lot of themes that get raised um, over over the course of Zach's life that we were capturing. So we started grouping it together as themes, but it was just a little too confusing the way it was bouncing all over the place. So um, we tried a few... Different ways, and then eventually just came back to telling the eye, uh, telling the story through the eyes of a boy, basically. So we had that linear path of him going from six to sixteen, and we just stuck to that. And then the themes just played off from that. And once we sort of got focused on that and, and followed that path, it just everything it just it, fell into it place. place. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it, just, it was it, hard culling it back though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was
1: very hard because I was like, a, I was also like a mad scientist in the background, going, Aaron, I don't mean, know, this to be said. I mean, that between he said this, yeah. this, and this, and it's going, whoa, 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 man, hold on. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> We need to strip this back a bit. <laughs> you know, yeah. well,
0: well, talking about that, you would have had, like you said, you wanted uh, people to see culture as yeah. important yeah. and in its true flower. Yes. Um, what were the things that uh, had to be there for you? What
1: had to be there was the country. You had to see the land. The it was land beautiful. is the, the land is the other star of this film. Isn't um, it? it's and lovely. when you when you let go and just engulf yourself in that country. You just forget time and place, and you just go on this great, amazing spiritual journey. So, you know, I said, Aaron, I said, we really have to capture the essence of this country. Um, because well, that's, you do. well, we did. It's yeah. beautiful, yeah. Hey? And it was
2: important, too, once we got to that stage in the film, um, that we toned it right down as well. Like, the first, first um, 30 minutes of the film's all in the city, so it's quite um, fast-paced. Uh, yeah. and, but once you get on the country, we slow it let down. the shots you play stop. out a long time, strip back the music, and just let it all... Um, be absorbed by the uh, the audience
1: and and also the scenes of the ceremony because uh, from from look I I don't know another film that's captured ceremony in its beauty and in its glory the way we've captured it on this on this movie you know, and how
0: and what it means to the people who are involved What it in means
1: it? there's a lot of layers to it and there's a lot of like this it's not just one thing it's no. it's a whole journey of learning and I wanted people you know, that haven't seen that world before to understand that, to, to create a little bit of better understanding the reasoning why it's important. You know, it's, it's, it's basically like a tree that doesn't have roots. You have to have that roots and a connection to this old sort of ancient, I guess, uh, 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 law and storytelling to understand us as a person who we are. And when you get into it and when you start, when you get to the point where the ceremony's about to happen and you feel how powerful it's about what's about to go down, then you get a little taste of what an Aboriginal person, or what a lot of Aboriginal people go through, and and why it's important to keep that connection. Because that when that minute when that happens and you're in that moment, it just blows you away. And it's it it basically it's like a spiritual cleansing uh, moment on on camera. And I've never seen it done so gracefully and respectfully on camera before on film. And I'm really you know proud and honoured that. Aaron and I have been able to capture this on film and, mm. and to bring it to audiences here in Australia and, you know, around the world.
0: I was very interested in, to learn. There's a couple of things that I've learned uh, from the film, uh, or quite a few things, but one of the things was uh, uh, the role everybody plays. Everybody plays a role in the, in the actual ceremony. I mean, it's, it's actually for the young men, but uh, everyone else, all the sounds, all the you know the things that they have to do, like the Greek chorus, they're there. It's got to happen this way.
1: It's let me tell you what. Um, it, you know, they talk about it takes a village to raise a child, in Aboriginal custom and in our law and the way we are. It, it definitely definitely resonates. It's true. We we it's, and everybody has their role to play. Everyone Good. has their part, and it's in sync. and And our ceremonies, we you know, it's the oldest form of theatre in the world. It's all played out in the open and it's um, most of it is played out so that everyone plays their part. You got the jesters, you got the jokers, you know, you got the serious men and you got these young men that are going on to become warriors. So it's uh, it's a coming together of family and communities and people to to play their little small role in this big jigsaw puzzle.
0: I was also very taken by the um you know that thing about how zach's when he's in country he's actually got a particular job like his name to for his grandfather mm-hmm. and he's got a connection yep. and he's allowed to go into a certain space yep. where other people aren't now when people are working out identity and their value that's incredibly powerful everybody's it, got some role
1: it is and 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 this is what you know the complexities of Aboriginal society is laid out bare to see in this film. Um, You know, the name of your skin, your skin name, your tribal name, your obligations to your tribe, what it means, um, the laws and regulations, you know, the Ten Commandments of our, uh, I guess, um, society, of our tribal law is laid um, out for the young men to learn once they go through that rite of passage. And that's why it's important for them to reconnect with who they are because it gives them that foundation. Um, and we wanted to show that in the film because I don't think, uh, uh, you know, a mainstream sort of white Australia up to this point has seen that or even understood that that still exists. Everyone just think it's sort of. It disappeared and it 's gone it 's wiped out no no, no it couldn 't have been further from the truth it 's still here it 's still happening and we 've also evolved as a people and as a and as a culture've we, you know we 're a living culture we 're a living breathing culture, so we evolve with the surroundings we evolve with today 's society and we 've managed to bring our culture along for the ride with us
0: you so know? you go away and you come back well you
1: know? exactly it's, well it hasn 't it hasn 't culture isn 't laying stagnant it 's yeah. there and you know the catchphrase in this film is to awaken the warrior within and that 's about awakening our inner I guess, uh, connection to who we are as people and who this land is and who the culture is. And that's why, you know, we hope that uh, the film sparks that worry to reawaken and start doing crawberries down here in Melbourne <laughs> and start a crawberry up in Sydney and everywhere else you know and just keep doing it. And one of my favorite scenes of the film is, when Zach comes back and reconnects with Arnie, Jenny Munro at the block in Sydney, yeah, yeah, at the was ten embassy, fantastic.
0: and he's walking along.
1: Oh well, that scene is very powerful for a lot of reasons, but it also shows that culture and ceremony is still being practiced in the city in an urban setting, because he comes back and gets ceremonially, uh, you know, um, smoked. On that, uh, you know, tribal lands of the Gadigal people, where the struggle first started, all the years ago, back in seventeen eighty eight. On the, what was it, twenty sixth of January? Yeah. Was that when it took place? Is that Australia Day? I'm not sure. What I'm saying is, that moment is just as important and just as powerful as what he went through out bush with the elders, because an elder in the community of Redfern in Aunty Jenny Monroe we still carrying that ancient tradition of blessing and smoking, you know, ceremonially smoking people were coming onto that ground. And I wanted to show that because I wanted to show us, we need to be, show people we need to be proud of that. And we need to change the perception of what mainstream um, Australia thinks of ceremony. because It's not
0: just a ceremony though, but it's also about uh, uh, Aboriginal men too. Because oh, there's yeah. been this really rotten attack on... Uh, Aboriginal men, it seems to me.
1: Look, there's, there's been a big... No, the, uh, the, and the, the s-
0: mainstream society, wider sti- uh, society is propagandised against... Aboriginal men of course. as a whole.
1: Of course, because, you know, um, it's like this. Any oppressed race around the yeah. world, right? Any oppressed race. And when the invaders come in, the first thing they attack is the family unit. Yeah. And what they do is they de-warrior the men and they turn our women against us. And, and, and then in mainstream society, all you see is a stereotype or the hatefulness. An Aboriginal man's no good. He can't work. He's lazy. He goes to jail. You know, he beats his kids, all this sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. where in reality... You know, 90% of Aboriginal men are good, hard, strong, working men that look after their family and their kids. And um, this film not only well it I celebrates guess, well it celebrates the, the you know the, the father and the son, but it it it, it slaps that stereotype out the window right, right in the face. It does, and and it does it in a gentle, respectful way that says <laughs> it goes. <laughs> So I'm very proud of that because I'm I'm an Aboriginal dad and for the past 24 years now I've been a dad. I was a dad when I turned 16 and I'm very proud of my children. I love them all and I've worked really hard over the past 24 years and I've consistently made sure I was there for my kids when they needed me. Just be there. I'm I'm not always going to have the answers. I'm not always going to save them from the uh, strife that they get into. But as long as I'm there and they know that they can call me or... You know, get some advice, I'll just an ear. Well,
0: like all fathers. Yeah.
1: yeah just, just an ear, um, I'm there, you know, and, and that's, yeah. you just got to be there.
0: That's exactly right. Anyway, I think that's a triumph and uh, the music is a triumph. A great, great, uh, great to hear Frank Kammer, great to hear Archie Roach, great to hear all the other uh, music people there.
2: Yeah, it was really important that we had a, a really strong soundtrack and that was always a dream of Alex to make sure that we got um, some iconic uh, Indigenous artists on the on the film track. Um I remember Alec when when he first came to me. He gave me a list. I think it was two A four pages long of about forty different artists.
0: (laughs) A lot of good ones.
2: And you know, I had the great joy of being able to go through that and. uh, and and be able to pick um pick artists or pick particular songs that went with the moment in the film and it's beautiful it works yeah. really
0: well you've done a great job yeah I
2: mean Alec um Alec uh, heard the Freedom track Archie Roach and Mao Power some time ago yeah. and that was that was it wasn't it that was it, the... it was it
1: was uh, let me tell you I tell you was, when they came to the soundtrack I wanted to honour those artists because a lot of those artists you know Uncle Archie um, has been around for a long time and singing about our struggle and our and our battles and and I wanted to honour them and give them the platform to show their talents and their music um. Buna and Coloured Stone with the song Black Boy. Love that, Love song, that you know. song. And it's, it's a song that um, is an Austra- well, it's an Aboriginal classic, but should really be an Australian you know, classic. It's, well, it will yeah. be now. Amazing. <laughs> well, it, it's amazing. Well, yeah, it, it's on a sure, soundtrack. It is. It, it is. It's just amazing. Um, and then the new song, you know, Freedom from Uncle Archie and Patrick, you know, Pat Mao, Mao Power. Um, when I first heard that track, he played it from here in Melbourne. I came down to see him and I said, uh, he said, I've just finished uh, producing my album. Um, you'll be the first one to hear it. And I listened to it and I heard. I got to that track and I said, that's my song. I want that song for my film. I And I rang Aaron Shredder and I said, I found our song.
2: <laughs> you played it down the phone. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs>
1: so the soundtrack was always a passion because I'm in music. Like I said, I'm, I love music. I've been in radio and I wanted these artists to have that platform and give them an opportunity to, uh, you know, show their talents to the world. Well, it was you know. a
0: very steady soundtrack. Like, it, it yeah. just fuses. And- yeah, we,
2: well, we worked um, closely with Angela Little, um, a composer, um, and she was able to bring all the tracks together because, uh, you know, it's great to have really big um, commercial tracks, but how you tie them together. Yeah, make uh, it into a very stable yeah, A lot of credit to the, comfort, yeah. to the composer. And so she did and an those, amazing what, job. And
0: the soundscapes.
2: Yeah, she did an amazing job tying it all together. And one, and one of um, the things that I wanted out of the film was to make it uh, go on that musical journey as well as the visual journey. Well, that's journey. what it felt like. I, yeah. I mean, I
0: can say that that's the effect it had on me.
2: Yeah, so pretty much the music uh, accompanies a lot of it, um, just to obviously set that tone and set that mood, uh, especially the last 10 minutes. Um, you know, there's a really gradual swell. We start yes. quite small. That's and, nice. uh, and then it builds this amazing moment where... Where they um, stand
0: there, two, the two boys. Yeah, <laughs> they,
2: they take they take the moment very that proudly. That was mighty. That was mighty. Yeah. I, I,
0: I was watching it and I, got, I almost got teary. I like, <laughs> it really well, it's great worked. that you got teary. Yeah. No, no, it worked
2: really well.
1: The, 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 uh, the good thing about having a great soundtrack is you can do other things with that. You, we could we le- release a Zach's Ceremony soundtrack. I've also you know, I've been having talks with Aaron and uh, other people around, maybe even talking to the Black Arm Band about doing a, doing a stage production around Zach's Ceremony and the soundtrack. And you know, the Black Arm Band, I, I, an amazing group of musicians, indigenous musicians that go around the world, and we could obviously um, do something with you know, the soundtrack and get those artists to perform these songs and you know, do a stage play around it as well. You never know.
0: Oh, you're a man of full confidence. You, you've no, no. It's good. It's good. I, it's great.
1: I, I, I don't think big, small. I, I go big. I just want to. I, I want to conquer the world. You know.
0: Yeah, and talking about that, you have gone to the world, haven't you? You opened at uh, Toronto uh, Hot Dogs. Yeah, yeah. We had the in 2016. Yeah, we
2: had the, uh, the the official world premiere at um, um, Hot Dogs over in Toronto um last may i think it yeah, was yeah, so it was... yeah and then uh, we've had the great privilege of the film being able to take us all around the world so we also went to the Margaret Mead Film Festival over in New York um, we were at Sydney Film Festival as well where we won the uh, audience award That's along right. with uh, Melbourne International Film Festival and we won as well. the
0: uh, Byron Bay
2: Byron Bay best film and best documentary and uh, we just came back from New Zealand Maryland Film Festival and just before that we we're over in Tahiti for Fifo Film Festival where we also won a special jury um, announcement for best documentary and yeah it's been it's been a it's been an amazing ride amazing ride yeah
1: and and we've met some amazing people on the way I mean one of the stories I love that when we got to New York City Aaron and I the first the first night there. Next morning, we got up to a local, um, you know, uh, yeah. basically you know a quintessential New York diner, and we sat in a booth right near Jerry Seinfeld
2: <laughs> and George
1: and 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 George and, Wallace. And I recognised George Wallace. Yeah. And I, I went, like, hey George Wallace, and I got up and, went and asked him for a photo. He said, yeah, no worries. And Aaron went to take a photo, and Jerry Seinfeld walked past. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's Jerry. <laughs> so, you know, the, the film open doors with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> but it's certainly taken us around the world, and it's it's, it's been such an honour to go out and show our film um, and show what this country is really about and tell the true story of, mm. of, of Australian
0: history. There you go. It, the film is Zach's Ceremony. It's on at NOVA. Really worth going to see. And that's the end of the program today. Coming up next is published or not. And we'll go out with that iconic song, Black Boy.
1: Black boy from the bush to the city life, black boy on the grind trying to get it right. Nothing has changed, Only he seems to see his complications, Only he seems to see his devastation. And a lot of people around him are racist, and he's got a heart bigger than his nation. Face him, struggles that he has to fight, even though he's gone through him half his life. Both sides of the fence is really hard to doubt with. The shout black boy, keep on climbing mountains. Be proud, speak loud, let yourself be counted. The color of his skin is pride and joy. Black boy!